Okay, we left off in Revelation chapter 7. We spent two studies, two programs on the 144,000 and we're still not done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go figure. Mm -hmm. I love it though. Now, I'm just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> it's juicy, this is some juicy stuff right And it's here. good stuff, it's important stuff. It is. Now we left off, we're gonna do two more programs actually, because we're gonna do this one is on the seal of God, but it's gonna finish up the characteristics of the 144,000 in Revelation 14. We might even touch on Revelation 15. We're gonna have to kind of do that a little bit. And then we're going to go right into the seal of God, which is part of the 144,000. They're sealed with the seal of God, which we've already learned is the name of the Father in their foreheads. Mm. The name of the Father in their foreheads. Ezekiel 9 tells us that that's a protection, that, that, that it can be seen. It's a mark that can be seen. But, but Revelation tells us it's also character. It's also infused. Mm. It's the character of God within us. So it's not just a protection outward. It's an inward experience that we have in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ's character is a reflection of the Father's character. Okay. So we want to look at the characteristics. Do all of the redeemed have these characteristics or is this just an elite group? That was the question we were kind of dealing with, right? Mm -hmm. And then in our next program, which is probably going to be one of the best programs that we're going to do, I'm just throwing this out, you guys are going to share with us everything that you've learned about the 144,000 and the seal of God. Oh. We're just going to be... Might be kind of short. Huh? We're just no. gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Well, no. No. we're just going to interact, 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 and just go through it. What we're thinking is we should summarize the whole thing. No, I think it's good. So we could be done in three, but we're going to do a fourth one and summarize the whole thing and just kind of bring it all together. Yeah. Boom, you know, type of thing. Okay. So, Jason, let's hit it off with a word of prayer because we really need the Holy Spirit to be here. Yes. And then I'm thinking we should move to Revelation 14 and get into the next characteristic. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us back together to study your word again. Please uh, send your Holy Spirit to fill this place uh, with your presence uh, as we uh, dig deeper into Revelation and, and progress uh, further and further in the book. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, Revelation 14. Now we looked at the Father's name in Revelation 14 and verse 1. We looked at Mount Zion too. We identified those. And then we looked at um, the first fruits, which is in Revelation 14 and verse 4. But there's, there's another characteristic or two here. One of them in Revelation 14, 4 is, these are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. Okay. My understanding of that is that sometimes we think, well, that must just be an end time group because not defiled with women and virgins infers that these guys have pure doctrine. Now, the reason I say that is because if you read this literally, this could be, this could infer that this is uh, male, mm -hmm. virgins, never slept with a woman. Mm -hmm. and Jewish, according to Revelation 7. And, and that's what a lot of, of, of people think, Christians believe, that this 144,000 are the literal 12 tribes of, of, of Israel. They're literal Jews. And when you get to Revelation 14, they're literal male Jews who have never slept with a woman. They take it all literally. And one thing that's really, I think, good about that interpretation, I, one positive point about it, I don't agree with it, but one positive point about it, it's consistent. Mm -hmm. Everything's literal. Mm -hmm. Everything's literal. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to be just as consistent in saying and understanding that everything's symbolic. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. number, therefore, is symbolic. You can't have a literal number and everything else is symbolic. Okay. So we're saying, no, it's either all literal or it's all symbolic. Mm -hmm. So we've come down on the side of it's all symbolic. Mm -hmm. So what does it mean then to be a woman and a virgin in relation to our relationship to Christ? 
Who are you, ask, are you asking the, us? The church, yeah, the I'm asking. Is, the church is Christ's bride, so a purified bride. Okay, so definitely we know the woman would be a symbol, if it's symbolic, which we believe it is, of God's church, God's bride. Mm -hmm. And we see the wedding theme here, so we know. But what about virgins? I mean, how does that play into that? Is there a Bible verse on it? Go ahead. Well, it, it made me think about, you know, the, the harlot from Babylon. Yes. And, and these women... The, this is referring to virgins, so mm -hmm. uncorrupted, you a know, pure woman in pure. white. Mm -hmm. Do we see a pure woman in white, in, in white in the book of Revelation? We do. Yeah, we saw one in Revelation chapter 12, verse 1. Mm -hmm. Now, we haven't gotten there yet because we're skipping up to 14 only because we're trying to identify the, the right. 144,000. But go back to 2 Corinthians yeah. chapter 11 and read here. Now, I'm going to tell you, we're going to have to spend just a little bit of time here because there's some stuff here that's really powerful oh, in relation to prophecy and revelation. Good. Okay, so we're going to read Revelation 11, 2 Corinthians 11, mm -hmm. and uh, Jason, if you could read for us verses 2. I have it already. You, you have it already, Yon? Okay, uh -huh. verses 2, 3, and 4. For I'm jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Aha, now let's stop there for yes. just a second. So there's the word. Mm -hmm. Paul is actually using the word. He's talking to believers in Corinth, but he's talking to believers. This, this epistle written to Corinth is for everyone, even us. And he's saying, I want you to be a virgin to Christ. Mm -hmm. Now this is not in the end of time elite group. This is everyone, mm -hmm. okay? This is everyone. Then, what does he say? Then he says, but I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now, another, just hold on just a second there. We've already picked up one word, virgins, Revelation mm -hmm. 14. Now we're picking up another word from the book of Revelation. Did you catch it? The serpent. Mm. Where's that in Revelation mm -hmm. 14, uh, Revelation? Revelation 12. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The woman is presented, and then there's this dragon, that old serpent, the devil. Mm. So do you see the... Yes. the okay, we've got to make those connections oh, yeah, right here. you good. got the serpent, you got the virgin. Okay, now, now we get to the punchline. And, and he says that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. And back here in Revelation, it says they have not been defiled with, with the women. women. Right, now verse 4. Verse 4. Good. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, mm -hmm. whom we have not preached, or... If ye receive another spirit, which mm -hmm. ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. Okay, now look at this. There's oh. another phrase here, the gospel. Mm -hmm. In Revelation 14, we have the everlasting gospel. Right. We have a crossover right here. Mm -hmm. The book of Revelation is referring us back to 2 Corinthians. Mm -hmm. It's talking about people who could be deceived, and that's another word that's used in Revelation 13, who could be deceived by another Jesus. Mm another Jesus. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in Jesus? Oh, yeah. What Jesus do you believe in? Right. Mm. Another gospel. Do you believe the gospel? What gospel do you believe in? Because mm -hmm. there's another one, I guess. Mm -hmm. In yeah. fact, there are preachers, Jason, verses 13 through 15, there are preachers preaching this other gospel and this other Jesus. Mm. Look at this. This is amazing. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, 
whose end shall be according to their works. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. Now this takes us to the lamb-like beast. We haven't gotten there yet. The beast with lamb-like horns who becomes the false prophet. All of this, all of this, we're going to unpack this later too, but mm. all of this is telling us basically that to be a virgin is to be among those who hold the gospel of Jesus Christ, who follow Jesus, who are filled with His Spirit and who are not deceived by the devil and his ministers and false prophets and false Christ. That's the whole focus. So, so we've identified what it means to be a first fruit.